Hi, I'm Philip Anthony Albertelli, and welcome to this special Christmas edition of The Week in Doubt. In last year's episode, I focused on the history of Christmas from its pagan roots all the way up to its modern-day incarnation. This year, I'd like to take kind of a more fun or whimsical approach and focus on some of the weird and lurid characters associated with Christmas throughout the European world that you may or may not be aware of. But before we start, I'd like to thank some people. I'd like to thank Brian Burns, Maggie Fermanzik, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Brandy Madison, uh, Justin Scheiber of uh, the Reasonable Doubt Podcast, um, Iran Atheism Politics, Tik Talik, and Plasma Born For Real, or Pharrell. All right, so I'd like to thank all those guys for following on Twitter. And I'd also like to thank Vulcan IDIC, um, I'm not sure if that's an acronym or not, for liking the Weekends Out Facebook page. And last but not least, I'd like to thank the one and only JY Atheos, or Atheus, for donating to the show's upkeep, and then the symbolic sum of 666 cents, no less. Thanks, brother. I really appreciate it. It's a Really humbling when you guys contribute to the show. I take it very seriously, and it reminds me of the responsibility I have to provide you guys with good content. So thanks again. And speaking of JY Atheos, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce your surname again. I know I'll butcher it. Uh, He recently left an iTunes review as well, and I'd like to read that now. It took me a while to figure what I wanted to write about this cast and why why exactly I like it. It's pump up the volume, like the movie with Christian Slater. He seems to think out loud, perhaps speaking to everyone or no one. I expect him to play tunes in between thoughts sometimes. The format is much like a fellow talking about what he thinks about what's going on. It seems more personal. I usually have a cup of coffee and settle in. It's informative, thought-provoking, and mellow. Due to Phil's particular style and voice, reminds me of David Putty. Um, it has become one of the casts I look forward to. I recommend giving it a listen, particularly if the more angry or confrontational shows aren't your taste. Well done, Phil. Yes, we're listening. Well, all right. Excellent review. I know you claimed via Twitter to not be very good with words, but I thought it was a very smart and well-worded review. So thanks, man. All right. So on with the show. I'll start with perhaps the most famous of Santa's freaky friends, the one and only Krampus. I believe I spoke about Krampus a bit during last year's Christmas special. In Alpine Christmas tradition, Krampus is a bestial-looking companion of St. Nicholas. His demonic attributes usually include a pair of horns, cloven feet, a shaggy coat of hair, and a lolling red tongue. When it comes to giving children their just desserts, St. Nicholas and Krampus split the division of labor. Nicholas rewards good children while Krampus punishes the bad, beating them with a switch and or snatching them up and carrying them off in a bag or basket upon his back. The Krampus tradition is thought to have roots stretching back into pre-Christian Germanic folklore. One theory is that he may have been the son of Hel. That's Hel spelled H-E-L, the goddess of the underworld in Norse mythology. 
Krampus's bestial appearance is also reminiscent of creatures from Greek mythology, specifically fauns or satyrs of the Greek god Pan himself. Krampus's pagan nature didn't sit well with the Catholic Church, but despite attempts at suppression, he endured and by the 17th century had been coupled with Saint Nicholas and become a part of Christian winter celebrations. On the night of December 5th, the eve of St. Nicholas Day, young men in countries spanning from Austria to parts of Eastern Europe, including Croatia and the Czech Republic, dress up as Krampus and go about frightening children with the rattling of rusty chains. Krampus is so popular that there's even a tradition of giving out cards bearing his likeness. The cards in German are referred to as Krampus Karten. Up next is the controversial character known as Vart Pitt, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Translated from Dutch, the name literally means Black Pete. The controversy surrounding the character is due to his appearance. Zwart Pitt appears dressed in a brightly colored pageboy costume, contrasted with what appears to be racial blackface. The young men who portray Zwart Pitt during yearly festivities wear pitch black makeup on their hands and face. The apparent racial caricature is made even worse with the addition of a curly black wig and red painted lips. In the Netherlands and Belgium, where the Black Pea character is mainly celebrated, some have begun to abandon the tradition due to its negative racial connotations. Others say Black Pete is not meant to represent a slave nor a person of color, and that his black appearance is due to his descending down the chimney as he helps St. Nicholas dispense gifts for children. In northwestern Germany, there is another companion of St. Nicholas, known as Belsnickel. Belsnickel appears as a man covered in furs and sometimes wearing a mask with a long protruding tongue. In this respect, he is somewhat reminiscent of the bestial Krampus mentioned earlier. The Belsnickel character is said to hand out socks or shoes filled with candy to good children at Christmas time, while children who have misbehaved receive coal or switches. Belsnickel traditions came to the States with German immigrants. Some regions that recognize the tradition include Pennsylvania, Maryland, and Indiana. When it was time for Belsnickel to show, sometimes also called Pelsnickel, the father or other male member of the household would be conveniently off performing some chore, explaining their absence when incognito they entered as the Yuletide character. Belsnickel could be somewhat strange and fearsome in comparison with our jolly Saint Nick. A first-hand account goes as follows. He was known as Chris Kinkle. Belts Nickel and sometimes as the Xmas Woman. Children then not only saw the mysterious person, but felt him, or rather, his stripes upon their back with his switch. The annual visitor would make his appearance some hours after dark, thoroughly disguised, especially the face, which would sometimes be covered with a hideous, ugly fizz, generally wore a female garb, hence the name Christmas Woman. Sometimes it would be a veritable woman, but with masculine force and action. He or she would be equipped with an ample sack about the shoulders, filled with cakes, nuts, and fruits, and a long hazel switch which was supposed to have some kind of charm in it as well as a sting. One would scatter the goodies upon the floor, and then the scramble would begin by the delighted children, and the other hand would ply the switch upon the backs of the excited youngsters, who would not show a wince, but had it been parental discipline, there would have been screams to reach a long distance. Yet another companion of St. Nicholas is Necht Rupert. 
which in German means servant or farmhand, Rupert. In appearance, Rupert is somewhat similar to Bell's nickel. He is depicted as a man with a long beard clad in furs or covered in pea straw, carrying a wooden staff and a bag of ashes. The name Rupert can be sometimes seen as having a sinister or pagan connotation. Rupert was often a name associated with the devil in German tradition. Net Rupert was thought by some, including Grimm, to be one and the same with Robin Fellow or Robin Goodfellow, a kind of mischievous house spirit. In fact, many of the companions of St. Nicholas seem to have evolved from earlier concepts and beliefs, from beings that are vestiges from the pagan past, elves, sprites, kobolds, house spirits, etc. I may not believe in the literal existence of any of these fanciful characters any more than I believe in the literal existence of angels or devils or any of the supernatural claims of any of the world's religions. But that being said, they're definitely fun to think about, and I hope that you found the concepts enjoyable too, and uh, I hope that even if you're a non-believer like me, you still have a great holiday or holidays. If you're the type of non-believer like me, I was raised Catholic, no longer practicing, but I still like saying Merry Christmas, so Merry Christmas to you. So as always, you can like the show on Facebook. You can view some of the video uploads by going to the Weekend Out YouTube channel. You can follow the show on Twitter at The Weekend Out. You can rate the show or subscribe through iTunes or Podbean. And if you feel generous, you can donate to the show's upkeep using the PayPal widget on the official Weekend Out Podbean page. That was a lot of alliteration. All right. So thank you and until next time.